Um, I have reconnected with crocheting, not straight lines all the way down. Cause I, all I can do is a scarf by the way, <laughs> it's a straight line. Uh, hey, that, is, that is more than what I can do. So <laughs> don't just say only or just, that is something. Well, it's not even really a straight line. It's a little curvy, but that's all right. Still, uh, still. <laughs> my neck is curvy. I need a curvy scarf. <laughs> I did not come out the way I intended it to come out. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another episode. I'm Keith. Kate. John. I'm Renee. And it's okay if you're not okay. Today, we're going to do a bit of a 2020 wrap up in a unique way from what you're going to be hearing or seeing other places but before we do our disclaimer uh, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent those of johnson county government or johnson county mental health center if you find this helpful think of one person in your phone right now that you could text a link to this podcast episode to and share the joy okay so 2020 wrap-up episode but a little bit different than what you might hear someplace else We've been talking since when this podcast first launched uh, in September 2019 that one of the goals of this podcast is to model how to have healthy, positive conversations about difficult topics specifically related to mental health. And so we're going to do that today as we talk about 2020, which has been a difficult topic. And so what we're going to do is uh, talk a little bit about uh, the, the song that we've listened to the most this year. Uh, a new opportunity that we found in our own personal space uh, that came specifically because of the series of events that happened in 2020. And uh, then something that we're really proud of, uh, either personally or professionally, that we've we've accomplished. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to sprinkle it in a little bit, and we're going to be modeling specifically how to have certain types of conversations. Yeah, I think the sentiment, um, you know, here's, here's a, a rhetorical question. What, what, what is the sentiment around 2020 right now online amongst your friend group and your family group? It, it's, I don't think we can it, say that on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to say 2020 stinks, but know that there are <laughs> other words being thrown out. For, That's not for what we're hearing. <laughs> <laughs> And it is, it really is basically to summarize it and in my, in my experience, at least, um, is thank goodness it's over. Um, or I can't wait for it to be over mm -hmm. here in, you know, 20, whatever days or how many ever more days there are in the year. Yep. Um, and so I, I want to challenge that. We want to challenge that a little bit, but also kind of own that it was a tough year. Um, just just yesterday, I had somebody text me an article about the vaccine, and and their their kind of other blurb with that was, uh, just have to get through the winter. And I was just so like kind of just taken down by that, like like as if the next few months, six months, are just something that we have to get through or get over. But that is kind of the feeling that I've had a lot. So we want to talk about opportunities that we had that maybe were unique to all the unexpected unexpected stuff that happened and then also kind of share some of the the, the media like songs and stuff that that were really important to us and that we listen to most and recap those so what are some opportunities y'all that you guys had um, that were unexpected or that you're proud of i will start i think i might um, some of our listeners out there might be able to relate i am a person who lives on my own and I really like that. I love my independence. I love my little world that I've created. But I am also, uh, as I have mentioned probably 82,000 times in this podcast, I'm an extrovert. And I love being around people. And I love being out in the community. I love, love, love doing that. 
But there has been a significant amount of time now in 2020 where I can't do that. And that's a good thing for the public uh, safety and the public health. So what I'm just really excited that I had the opportunity to do as somebody who lives alone is to reconnect with the wonders of my home. Uh, the little things that I put in there that make me happy, that I just walk by and glance by on a daily basis because I'm zooming in, I'm grabbing something out of the fridge to, to eat so I can go out and meet friends or meet them at the movies or head out to the park. And I'm like, like, wait a minute, I've gotten to stop and enjoy these four walls that surround me and, and keep me warm or keep me cool that I've decorated. And you know me, I'm gonna go back to it. I got back into my puzzles. Um, I have a closet full of them. I opened the closet. I brought them out. I set up the table. The table has remained the whole time. Um, but not only that, I have these gorgeous bookshelves and they're just stacked with books. And it's like it's some museum display. But I challenged my own thought of that during this. And I'm just pulling books off the shelf and reading them. And I've it's weird that I've had these like, I don't, I, don't, I don't collect books. I'm not a library. What the heck? So just my opportunity is there wasn't anybody else around in my living space during this time. And so reconnecting with the things that I purposely have brought into my home, finding joy, finding fun. Guys, I have laughed more, cried more. I have felt like all of these characters in these, the books that I'm reading, of course, the Netflix that I'm binging. Let's, um, <laughs> wow, sure. okay. <laughs> hashtag far too much binging um but th those have been my people right that's been my kind of extrovertedness that I've gotten to connect with them so there you go sappy and corny as it sounds man little old me living in in my space um my opportunity is I've connected with with my home with your arms out like just spinning around in your <laughs> <laughs> It's like the scene from Sound of Music, except for in the house instead of on the mountain. Yes. Yeah, correct. And no, I don't do that. <laughs> Only on the weekends. Your comment about the I'm not a library reminds me of when I first moved into my house. So when I first moved in, I had just wrapped up being a pastor. And so I had this like pastor's library. I mean, like all these reference books, like hundreds and hundreds of books. And one of my friends who was a librarian was helping me load my boxes into my house. And he said, you know, wouldn't it be nice if there was just some community organization that could hold all your books for you and you could just get them whenever you wanted to. Uh, and then other people could use them if they wanted to. It's like, I said that exact phrase to my father multiple times <laughs> as I have moved with him in my childhood, in our adulthood and going, so now why do we have a hundred boxes of books? I'm not certain. Uh, hey, I found it. I was kind of like my dad. So not only did I read them, but right, I, I get to give them away after that. Adios. Then they got to leave my house. So that was kind of cool too. Okay, Keith, what was your, what opportunity, what cool opportunity did you find? One that, that sticks out far above any others for this whole year has been the opportunity to connect with uh, my seven-year-old with his schooling. So he is doing remote. Um, he is the only one of my uh, 27 kids that is uh, <laughs> intentionally doing remote uh, throughout this fall. So that stands like head and shoulders above anything, any other opportunities, any experiences I've had this year. It is so wonderful and also so incredibly difficult. <laughs> so I've been working from home like 90% uh, this time since March. And my son does his remote schooling 
about 10 feet away from me in the same room. Uh, and we can both be on Zoom. Uh, this week, uh, we've lost his headphones. And so I can be in a Zoom meeting and his teacher could be playing a kid's music video. And it's just, there's been tears, there's been arguments, there's, there, it's, it's been really hard. But at the same time, I just have had this new insight into his educational experience, like his life as a student, that I would not have otherwise gotten ever. Wow. I mean, think, just think about the normal scope of life. Like our kids spend seven or eight hours in school, uh, five days a week and for 12 years. And, and except for on rare occasion where you might volunteer in a classroom, you don't ever get to actually see them right. living as a student. And so being able to see that has been really neat. Like what he says in his class on Zoom to all of his, all of his friends, the stories he makes up sometimes <laughs> to impress, uh, like the times that he was talking about his family who lives in India instead of Indiana. Uh, I mean, just like really funny stuff that I just wouldn't have gotten to experience otherwise. But then also I've just had a lot more hand in his actual education and picking out what he's learning and how he spends his time. And again, super hard, but I'm going to look back at this time fondly forever. It's always going to be in my memory as a really hard time. Mm -hmm. Like there are days that's just like, I don't know if I can do this another day. But I think 10 years from now, I'm going to mostly remember how positive it was and how meaningful yeah. it was to have this level of connection with my son and that we did it, even though it was hard. I mean, I think that that's part of why it's so meaningful, too, is this is hard and we did it. Uh, and so that just helps with the next hard thing to do. Right. Like it, we did that other hard thing. We could probably do this, too. And that was really hard. So, yeah, that was definitely a new opportunity that 2020 brought. Uh, that's really unique. I won't get that opportunity likely again um, and wouldn't have outside of 2020. For sure. And we talk about that theme a lot, right? Throughout, I think, the course of our podcast of going through things and going through things that are easy. I don't think we tend to talk about those things and celebrate them, right? Like those are the things we talk, we talk about. I've gone through, man, this opportunity was harder than I thought and I've done it. Like, that's awesome. I, I just, I love that you brought us back to, I hear that thread all the time in our podcast. So I'm just excited that we talk about it in the mental health and the treatment world, but it also is part of, just a super big part of our lives personally too. Yeah, good opportunity. I love that. Well, mine's a lot like Renee's in terms of finding new ways to connect in the home. Um, I have reconnected with crocheting, not straight lines all the way down. Cause I, all I can do is a scarf by the way, <laughs> it's a straight line. Uh, hey, that, that is more than what I can do. So <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. just say only or just, that is something. Well, it's not even really a straight line. It's a little curvy, but that's all right. Still, uh, still. <laughs> my neck is curvy. I need a curvy scarf. Okay. Uh, come find me anytime. <laughs> All the curvy, wavy scarfs you need. That did not come out the way I intended it to come out. But one of the things I've also learned is to connect with myself, which is something that can be really scary to do, to be completely honest. But it's forced me to spend that time learning more about me and learning more about ways that I need to connect and cope. And, you know, I don't have the same distractions. I can't just go out and go do something now. And so... I learned a lot of really positive things in terms of what gets me through difficult times and ways to get through it and how to help support others. And 
it's been a really great time to build that connection, which is something I've always avoided. So um, I think that would be my biggest takeaway, that and the scarves. (laughs) 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 That's powerful, though. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's been, I'd say it's been enjoyable. It's not been that all that enjoyable all the time, but it's been a very big learning experience. For sure. One thing that I can't, as I look back on this year, that I can't um, uh, not talk about, because it was like a very big life event to be happening during this time, but was also an unexpected opportunity that was totally forced. My hand was kind of forced by this time as well. I, I became a first time home buyer. So I purchased a home this year. Wow. Uh, <laughs> which, which I didn't even think, I, we did not enter 2020 even considering it, my wife and I. And, and I think it's because we were just, you know, uh, I don't know, I, I, I just kind of go in from week to weekend to week to weekend. And Renee, I'm very similar to you, super extroverted, as is my wife. So it's always like, who are we spending time with? What are we doing? What trip are we going on? What are we going to experience? And um, this took that all away and left this void. And we kind of had to go, well, what do we need? What do we want as a family? And it forced us to kind of look at our finances. I learned so much about the home buying process, a ton of research. I mean, by the end of this, I was like kind of like an expert on like what, you know, price per square foot is good for this neighborhood and and all this kind of stuff. So that was the unexpected opportunity for me. And then, you know, many other people will note this who have been in the, in the, the real estate game, but the interest rates were really low because of, in part, because of the pandemic and, uh, you know, we, we found a way to do digital walkthroughs and communicate with our loan officer. Be you know, it's it was it was all possible to be done safely, and, and we were able to do that. So it's something that I'm proud of of myself and 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 uh, my wife as well during this time. So it's been an opportunity for sure that That's arose amazing. because of this. How cool! I think each one of us we didn't know this as we you know, entered this dialogue or as we kind of did our pre-planning, each one of us has a bit of that, that the introspection. We learned something about ourselves in this time. And as silly as this sounds, I didn't expect that to come of, to come of this conversation. Um, but in listening to the, the, the three of you talk as well, like, wow, it, this, this really was an introspective piece. And they were all different scenarios. But it, when it came down to it, we were learning something about uh, ourselves. There's also a theme that I'm hearing of comparisons and and we may in future episodes talk about comparisons and different things, but just like we are such creatures of comparison um, and everything is held up to something else and it's all relative to this or to that. And um, I think that that is a trap that I've had to force myself to, to, to not fall into or to avoid, I guess I would say. Um, Not that I've done that very well, but when we hear this sentiment of like, 2020 is a lost year just get it over with that's relative to other years rather than the conversation that we're having which i really love that we're having right now Uh, what what you know let's not compare it to 2019 or whatever our best year of our life was up until this point Um, let's not compare our 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 2019 weekends and the concerts and the whatever to our 2020 weekends um, what are the unique opportunities that came here and kind of just yeah. relieve ourselves of comparing ourselves to that and our lives to that and, and our years to that. So yeah, there, there's definitely a theme there of comparisons as well. 
Yeah, I think that it's it's really interesting as, again, just kind of listening to you all reflecting on it, I am inclined to jump into what I feel proud of um, during this, this season of life, during this past year, because it, it is exactly that. It was connecting and disengaging from the comparison. And that was my most proud moment is I personally decided to go on a social media fast, if you will. And um, I've been connected, y'all, for as long as it existed, I swear. And I've got, I mean, name it, I've got Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, absolutely everything. And uh, Twitter and Instagram went first. Pretty easy for me to do that. Woo, Facebook, I hung on to it every thread, every fiber of my being, my family's on it. Folks from high school, man, it's a place where we connect. But then all of a sudden, in the midst of everything that was going on this year in particular, the comparisons I was doing and the comparisons I was reading that everybody else was doing, I had to abort mission and I had to disengage. Now, I will be very, very honest. I have deactivated my account. I did not delete it. This is, this I was a very purposeful and mindful decision that if there was a day under my choosing, I could go back. I have, and I've never done it. And I'm really, really proud of honoring the fast, right? The absence of this social media piece. Guys, I got enough awesome people in my life that keep me up to date. Do not worry. I am still getting a <laughs> daily share of gossip, all that I need to know. The sun rose again the day after you deactivated your, you still well, connected to, to the determined. what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> to be determined. Um, but so that was really personally, I'm proud of it. As you guys are talking, I could not help but think of a professional accomplishment. And I really got to give kudos to my team of clinicians uh, and case managers here at the mental health center, connecting with our clients virtually we are doing things and connecting in ways that we only dreamt of in 2019. Oh, if we'd only had a way to connect with them, you know, virtually, or our hand was pushed. We were forced into this way of thinking. And I will tell you, mark my words, the mental health center and mental health treatment services, the provision of is changed forever for the positive. From here on out, we have connected with people and and in in ways, again, that I never thought imagined. We were like, what? We can do it virtually now. We've got, we can connect where you're at. That is strengths-based. That is meeting folks where they're at. It's been powerful. I will never, ever, ever, I don't think me personally, I could ever now continue to work in a service provision world where we don't have a hybrid of face-to-face, in-person, and, and, and virtual, because that is truly meeting the needs of our community. And uh, I'm just really stinking proud right now of what we've done. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I second that wholeheartedly. <laughs> and I could pretty much say the same thing, but give different examples. But I just want to say, I just, I second that with every every staff member in, in this organization, yeah. and the community, mental health center as a whole. I love this place for a lot of reasons, but its resilience and its ability to overcome is incredible. And thank you for your flexibility and hard work in order to make that happen. You know, and so much is hard around us right now 
the fact that you pushed through and were willing to do this because it was better for everyone just is incredible. So thank you to you and your team and to all of the providers. I really appreciate it. So one thing that people do this time of year is uh, look back on like their top 10 lists of different things, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, we could do different things. Uh, but but one thing that, that we want to do today is to talk about our, uh, uh, you know, our top jams of the year, what music <laughs> has gotten us through. And, and some people have Spotify right now, the streaming music service. And it and it's one of the cool things about Spotify is it like feeds you back all your data of the year. Uh, some of us on this, you know, some co-hosts here don't have that. That's fine. Uh, you know, we kind of know what kept you going through this year. Um, so I am going to call out Kate. What was your, oh. <laughs> I, I have to do it. <laughs> What, like, what was your top? Don't make that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't work on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> what was your top jam this year? What was a meaningful song to you? Um, and what 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 just was always constantly playing for you? So I like this one because music is something that I really use to connect. I was laughing at myself earlier because I always say you can tell my mood by the music I listen to. And I had 192 genres that I listened to, so I'm not really sure what that's saying. <laughs> but <Get> some moods. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with my second song. Actually, that was most played. My first one wasn't quite appropriate. <laughs> my second one um, was "I'll Find You" by Lecrae and Tori Kelly, and I thought that it really resonated with 2020 for me because it talks about fighting a little bit longer, um, leaning into things and knowing that it'll be worth it in, in the end, but to reach out to someone and we'll find you when you need that support. And so um, I really liked that song. Apparently it showed on my Spotify. I listened to that a lot this year, um, but it's a really great song that I recommend for anyone needing some of the uplifting lyrics. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. How about you, John? So um, speaking of opportunities that came about because of this wild year, um, my favorite band released an album um, that they never would have released if this didn't happen, or at least that's the story they tell. And I, I tend to believe people that I that I look up to and like. Um, and, and that's My Morning Jacket. Um, it's um, an album called Waterfall 2. Waterfall One was was recorded in 2015, but they had a whole nother set of songs recorded in that same session that had just been sitting in their vault, if you will. And Jim James, the the, the songwriter and, and lead um, singer of uh, that band, um, said that um, you know they had to cancel this tour that they were planning on, and they actually were going to record a new album and release, and 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 uh, because of the pandemic. Um, they had to cancel all that. He was listening through some of their old catalog and this song spinning my wheels came up and he was listening to it and thought how fitting it was um, for this, the, this initial kind of the initial shutdown and quarantine that we were in. And he decided to, um, you know, put all these songs together and, and master them and release them. And uh, this song spinning my wheels was my second most played song of, of 2020 as well. Um, and I just want to read one lyric in particular, um, like the, the second chorus that is really meaningful to me. It goes, well, it don't matter where you settle down and it sure don't matter where they put you in the ground. The only point it seems 
is to break the spell, to love another day, and live to tell. So I think that that's so fitting is, is, is it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter where your story ends. Ultimately, um, break out of the monotony. Uh, this is what this means to me, at least, um, of the day and um, your routine and find a way to, to love and to tell your story. And uh, yeah, so that, that's my number one song of 2020 that I think really connects and and uh, I haven't listened to it here in a, in a few weeks. So I'm going to be uh, playing that jam today for sure. That's powerful. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Renee or Keith? I'm going last. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, I didn't mean to come out so uh, brash. <laughs> so I, I've talked a little bit on a, one of our previous episodes about uh, Hamilton, Hamilton soundtrack. Uh, and the way that's been meaningful to me, but that has continued to be in just surprising ways. Like I, I think the characters of both Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr, it, this goes back to like a lot of time by myself. So I've done probably a lot more thinking on this than I would in other times, but those characters and the, the um, dichotomies, the polar opposite uh, uh, personalities and approach uh, has been um has connected with me a lot. I think there, I mean, there's just so much overlap with public policy and government, uh, but then it also um, slavery, uh, immigration, uh, then just writing all these things uh, just like they're part of who I am. Um, those, those conversations and the ways in which people um, approach conflict and approach politics and, and all those things. And so I have just found myself doing a lot of thinking um, as listening to those to the music um, about um, what I can learn from it, um, from from both of them, um, and then what I and what I should avoid. And I find um, a lot of the music to to um, instill some motivation in me, professionally and personally, to to keep working, to work hard, to keep learning. So that's all been good, and uh, and I and I appreciate it. And it's been something I've been able to share with others too, because a lot of folks. Uh, have watched that and, and experienced Hamilton for the first time this year as it became available to, to live stream. I, I'm cheating and, and pulling a Kate and doing two. <laughs> <laughs> the other, the other um, fun one has been live recordings or of um, the Lumineers doing lots of live concerts um, and live shows. And what I've really enjoyed the most has really been these recordings of them doing really small shows um, with uh, just, you know, 20, 30 people, um, which, you know, these, these recordings are like, you know, five years old or, or however much, but, um, there's, you know, there's one, um, one song that they do. And so, and this is much the experience of the, the videos as the music. So it's not necessarily one song, but one of the recordings, they, they're playing a song literally as they're walking down the street, um, with like, almost like a parade. And it's like clearly not planned. Like the, the camera guy goes one direction and the band goes another. And, and so like, there's just something about the spontaneity of it, the the tone. It's it's more about how it makes me feel. I couldn't even tell you the name of the song or any of the lyrics. That's not really the point. It's it's the experience, uh, and so that's been um, a new fun find uh, recently. They, uh, I mean, I could just keep talking because it's just it's really connected. My wife is a cellist. There's a there's a cellist in the band. She, she also is the backup vocals, um, and she. And, and she plays mandolin. I, I play mandolin a little bit. I, I don't know. There's just like these like connections that it just makes me feel happy. And I don't really know what any of their songs are about because I don't usually know what songs are about. But 
um, <laughs> it makes me feel good. Uh, and that's been a, a happy, healthy connection point for me. Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. Super cool. Now, and Renee. Yeah. The only reason I wanted to go last is because I don't, I have nothing profound to say. Uh, <laughs> I totally just, I listen to the radio. I love musicals and the album that's been, you know, running hot in my car, in my home since it came out is Justin Timberlake, Man of the Woods. So I'm going to shout out to the whole album, to the my most favoritist music artist in the whole world. And yes, I'm saying that publicly and have no problem with it. Um, <laughs> I think it's been super fun to engage in that album specifically for me, but like finding the new song, like finding a new song to connect with. So I think everyone can probably relate. Like you have that album that you just like listen to on repeat and you're like, what? Like, I like this track now. Like, this wasn't the one that stood out to me. Uh, and so Justin Timberlake, Flannel. That's going to be my my go-to, my, has been my go-to song. Um, it's just kind of catchy. It's just, it's comforting. I like it. It's just, it's, there's nothing more profound about it, guys. I like All it. right, Renee, I'm going to put you on the spot. How many times have you seen Justin Timberlake live, including in sync? <laughs> Uh, 11. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that was more than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, I did not expect right. double digits. Well, it was supposed to be 12. So this is a bit of, yeah, this is a, a traumatic moment for myself. I've seen them nine times, him nine times as sync, Best boy band, in my opinion. <laughs> Humble opinion. <laughs> um, and I've also seen him twice at the Sprint Center. I had tickets to one of his original shows um, when I lived out on the East Coast and he had stage equipment malfunction and he postponed it a week and I had to be back on college campus by a certain date or I would not get my RA scholarship and so I had to sell my tickets. Oh, uh, bummer. I'm going to have a nightmare tonight about that, guys. Just <laughs> I, yes, I also have stories like that I, one or two times where I've missed a show because of either illness or a life event. Uh, it, it's tough because it, th those things are so precious. Like, he's only in town one night, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I have a personal connection here. The very first, the very first CD I ever owned was NSYNC. Yeah. I do! <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> So many cool points have just been added to your story <laughs> in my life. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that at some point I decided that I shouldn't listen to NSYNC and I gave all my CDs to my sister and just like cast them out. Um, right. But uh, I, I have uh, a lot of respect for Justin Timberlake, uh, but it's mostly for his movie appearances and his uh, additions to uh, the Trolls uh movie franchise because i have oh. kids and those are the only types of movies i watch these days absolutely fantastic soundtrack <laughs> um here's another highlight of this year doing this podcast with y'all <laughs> seriously though guys this has been fun this year um really enjoyed um again this is like a pretty pure fun thing that we get to do um, related to topics that I really care about with people that I really care about. So appreciate you all. Yeah, I gotcha. And can we just talk about how, what we've done as a, a group of co-hosts, we sat together in a room with all these really cool microphones and mixing board and headphones and all that went away. 
And so all of a sudden, kind of this big slap in the face, I know that we put out some individual episodes or maybe some like dyad while we had some discussions while we were really trying to figure out, I mean, because of course in March, we're like, hey, cool guys, in May, we're going to be back in the room together. Don't worry. In May, hey, cool guys, like in July or August, we're going to be back in the room together. Don't worry. But I remember very specifically coming together, the four of us and saying, hey guys, we need to just get on Zoom and record it because this is it. This is how we get our voices out there. This is the medium and the technology that we have access to, to keep each other safe. Let's just do it. Like, let's just do it. And so here we are. And uh, I'm really proud of us for being resilient and just getting a little creative in it. I agree. Yeah, it's kind of a fun memories, uh, actually, because uh, now I have a workspace set up in my basement um, and I've had for a few months now. Uh, but it took me a long time to like create space at home for working, like because I felt like it was a temporary setup. I only had to find temporary arrangements for a, a few months. But then all of a sudden, it's like, this isn't temporary in the way that I thought. Um, so for a while, we were recording these podcasts. It was like late night podcasts. Uh, we were recording. I was in my bedroom closet. Uh, and we had to record after my kids were asleep. Uh, so that way it would be uh, manageable for us. And so, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a a fun year, uh, of, uh, totally unexpected. Like we had a whole year of content planned at the beginning of 2020 that we threw out the window. Um, and so, but I, I feel like we've, we've had some meaningful conversations and we've heard some meaningful feedback from folks who, who've listened. Thanks for listening guys. Yeah, thanks for our listeners, for sure. Yeah, we look forward to connecting more with you all in 2021. Thanks for listening to another episode. I'm Keith. I'm Kate. I'm John. I'm Renee. And it's okay if you're not okay.